Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the Picture Book Look Podcast. I'm Kim Chafee. And I'm Kirsty Call. Together we'll share some of our favorite picture books and chat with their creators to explore the journey from story idea to bookshelf. We'd love you to join us as we take a picture book look. Feeling stuck in your creative journey? Needing to change your narrative? Everything you want is possible. As a therapist-trained life coach for creatives, I'm excited to help authors like you create clarity and build self-confidence so you can achieve your dreams. Kirstie can help you get the drama out of your life and into your art. Visit kirstiencall.com. That's K-I-R-S-T-I-N-E-C-A-L-L.com and register for a free consultation today. Hooray! I can't wait for us to work together to get you where you want to be. Hey, Kim. Hey, Kirstie. This is a woman. This is a woman in her studio. This is a woman in her studio making a podcast. This is a woman in her studio making a podcast about a new book. This is a school written by John Shu and illustrated by Veronica Miller Jameson. We love how the bright, colorful art and the well-chosen text create the sense of community that is at the true heart of any school. We're excited to talk to John and Veronica about their creative process. Let's get started. John, we're going to start with you. Can you tell us where you got the idea for this story? Yeah, so the best way to talk about the inspiration for the story is to read the dedication. And then through the dedication, I'll talk about the inspiration. So this is a school is for the students I taught and experienced stories with in Seoul, South Korea, Kankakee, Illinois, Oswego, Illinois, and Oak Brook, Illinois. So when I graduated from college, I moved as far away from home as possible, uh, which was Seoul, (laughs) South Korea, and I taught English as a foreign language. And I absolutely loved it because I went from working with kindergartners in the morning to working with adults in the evening. And in between that, I would work with middle schoolers and high schoolers. So I was exposed to a lot of different ages. So I was thinking about them when I was working on the manuscript. Then when I came back, to the United States, it was mid-school year, and I took two uh, long-term second-grade positions. One was in Kankakee, Illinois, and so I was thinking about those students I only spent two months with, but really made an impression on my heart. And recently, one of those second-graders from the year 2003 randomly emailed me, and I couldn't believe that they even remembered me. Wow. I was only in their life for two months. And then I did a long-term sub-position also in second grade in Oswego, Illinois. I was thinking about them. And then after doing those short-term positions, I was a third grade teacher 
for three years, a fourth grade teacher for one year, and school librarian for nine years. So all of my read aloud experiences and the stories that we experienced together during those years were on my mind and on my heart when I was writing This Is a School. And then when I left my school, I was the ambassador of school libraries for Scholastic for almost six years. Wow. And for four and a half of those years, I would travel 220 days a year going from school to school, state to state, visiting. And I would average about a thousand students every single week. And I would go from visiting a school in New Hampshire to a school in California the next day. And that really exposed me to a variety of schools. So all of those experiences with a variety of schools, some of which I was at for a long time, some of which I was at just for one or two hours were on my mind while writing the book. Wow. So how many schools do you think you have visited Oh. over the years. Yeah, <laughs> hundreds and yeah. hundreds. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I know I've met, like, it's probably up to almost 200,000 students now wow. I've interacted with. Wow, and so, like, incredible. Dur during, like, you know, COVID, when no one was allowed to go into schools and, you know, people were all virtual, I, I, it was really hard because I feel like I'm my best self when I'm standing in the middle of a, a library, or, library or a gym celebrating story with students. I love that. What I love is the book is called This is a School, and, and you visited so many schools, but I think the heart of the school, any school, is the same, right? It's the community mm. that is created, and you've done such a beautiful job of, of that with your words, and Veronica, your art is yes. absolutely amazing. It, can you tell us, what was it about this story that made you want to say yes to working on it? Thank you. That's so kind. Um, I think it was immediately reading John's words and having that same feeling you've had about this is about a community and feeling the love for that community come through the words. And so it was when I take on a manuscript, the test is can I immediately start seeing images in my head? And it was like right away when I read this manuscript and I started seeing things in my head. And John knows that the first student I developed was this kid who loves going to school, is excited to go learn, excited to go try new things, who was actually based on my husband. Um, so my husband, right before I got this manuscript, my husband showed me a picture of him dressed up as Duke Ellington for Halloween when he was like eight. Oh. <laughs> very adorable, very cute, little kid, big glasses. Um, and so when I got this manuscript, that's the image that popped into my mind of this kid who loves science and loves experiments. And he has these huge yellow glasses and he was the first one that I drew. But yeah, it's just that instant inspiration really just kind of, it, it was kind of like, it wasn't, I don't want to say it wasn't hard, but it flowed really easily after reading the words of the book and starting to imagine all these students and these different stories happening in the school. And I love how you have all yeah. different types of students. Almost everyone is represented in the book. John, you have this great cumulative lead into the story, and then the story structure changes for the middle, kind of focusing on the community of the school and reinforcing the word learn. Can you give us a look into the writing process for this story? Yeah, so it's interesting talking about this as a school because it requires me to talk about this as a story, which hasn't come out yet. The first story I wrote was this is a story, which is going to come out in 2023. And then this is a school is a companion to okay. this is a, I mean, yeah, wait, yeah, I'm not right. explaining it right. Hold on. So <laughs> this is a school was supposed to be a companion to this is a story. Now, 
this is a story as a companion to this right. school. But I wrote <laughs> this is a story first. So now that we have that out is what I did. And it was so fascinating. I felt like I was a third grade teacher again. I used my own story. This is a story as a mentor text to write. This is a school because they have the same structure. So after I wrote this is a story, I pitched 10 story ideas to my editor, Karen Lotz at Candlewick, one of which was, this is a school. And she said, yes, that's the next <laughs> book. <laughs> and so I studied my own manuscript and saw the structure as you just described. And then I was able to write, this is a school. Um, it, it's a little bit, it ended up being a little bit different in the middle. The word learn is the word that I come back to over and over and over again, and then played with different words in each stanza. But it was such an interesting writing experience because I already had the structure from a story that I had already written. That's so cool. But it's fun. It's fun to take your own work and say, okay, I've created a structure that works. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Do you have a specific writing schedule or any helpful writing habits? Yeah, well, it changed so much during COVID because as I shared, like I used to travel 220 days a year. I would get back to my hotel and I could barely say my name. I would just, I would collapse after giving my heart all day. And really, it was hard for me to write in my hotel room. And I got behind on a lot of projects and I, I never thought I would finish the book called The Gift of Story, which will be coming out May 2022. But the opposite happened during COVID. I could only write in hotel rooms. And so that's like a no way. Like that, that's hard to give to kids. I, I did a school visit um, in Abu Dhabi uh, in uh, February of 2022. And one of the eighth graders asked me about my writing routines. And I was like, I'm going to tell you what I do, but it, it's something that you can't do right now, which is <laughs> I have to go to a, a city far away from where I live and I have to lock myself away in a hotel room and I just write all day. And throughout the day I take breaks or I visit parks and monuments in that city. And then I go back and I write. So my writing rituals are where I have to go away from where I live and what my environment is. And I have to dedicate that whole week to writing. Now in between that, I'll do a lot of journaling and I'll do a lot of pre-writing in my head, uh, but in order to, to fully commit myself to a project, unfortunately or fortunately, I have to go away and I have to be away from my normal space. So I know that's not attainable for all, uh, but it's what works for me. It's so nice to be able to do that. <laughs> no, it, 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 it is. But I feel like now I'm like, I can only write if I'm in Manhattan or <laughs> I'm in Paris. But I find it so inspiring. Like now that I'm, I'm doing school visits all the time, I, I struggle to write in a hotel room because I'm doing other things during the day. But if I, I've learned that I have to set aside um, a, a big chunk of time that's dedicated to only writing and creativity during which I'm not doing other things. That makes sense. Yeah, it's it's important to to take that time to focus. Well, Veronica, it feels like in this book that John left a lot of room for you to bring your vision to the story. And 
you've created just this beautiful community of children. They're exploring, they're creating and sharing and working together. Can you share with us a little bit more about your illustration process for the story? Yeah, um, it's a little bit all over the place. <laughs> um, for me, it's not terribly linear. It's kind of like I'm, I'm kind of struck by inspiration and thoughts throughout my day. Um, I work full time as a textile designer. And so it was fitting in these exploration and these thoughts in my evenings and weekends. Um, I think one of the first thoughts, one of my um, one of my other favorite children's books is When You, when you Are Brave. That's a good um, one. And that, that for me um, kind of informed my approach to this book because this was a book that had a feeling, had a feeling, was an ode to schools, but didn't have a story in the text. Um, and so that's what inspired me to like build these stories of different students around the text. And the initial thought was to go with that first student and just have him lead through the story. But it's about community. It's about all these people around you and your friends. So I started um, adding children, adding characters to the illustrations. All of them are based on either family members or um, my friend's kids. Some of them are an amalgamation of different kids, um, kind of smushed all together. <laughs> so that was the second part was like developing these characters. Um, the next part was what experience is each character going to go through? The lovely thing about the way John wrote the manuscript was that there are these natural like beats and pauses and like, you know, kind of like sections. So each section um, gets its own student having their own experience um, in the story. So it was just figuring out, you know, what does it mean to um, some days we have all the answers and some days we don't? What does that mean for a kid? Or sometimes we try and sometimes we fail. What does that mean for a six-year-old? And then when I have those stories in place, I start um, playing with color, playing with textures, playing with how am I going to put this together? So that for me, that's where I kind of go into like flow mode because that's what I do every day. So mm -hmm. I would spend like afternoons just painting swatches of color and like, you know, experimenting, mixing colors, making textures. It's so beautiful. Um, I just love your you. textures and your colors. Yeah, and then um, painting all those, and then it all came together digitally. I mentioned uh, the, the line, which is sometimes we don't have the answers. Other days we just feel stuck. And I'll never forget when I saw her sketches for the first time, because Veronica created exactly in the illustrations of what I was thinking about when I wrote it, which was so wow. like fascinating to me. And then with Veronica and I talking about it, we both, I based it on an experience I had in the second grade. And I think Veronica, you based it on the third grade. Third maybe? grade, yeah. Third grade. So I'll just share really quickly. And it's something I've talked about in presentations for years and years. And there's always someone in the audience who has a similar story. When I was in the second grade, I really struggled with math. And I had a teacher that wasn't the right fit for kids who struggled with math. She loved to always have us do math problems on the chalkboard. And I always felt nervous and embarrassed because I often didn't know how to answer it. And I was standing in front of everyone. And I had a lot of feelings of shame and embarrassment. And you can see in that spread that the little boy looks nervous. He looks anxious, that there's butterflies in his stomach. But unlike what my teacher did, which was humiliate us, Veronica has the teacher give him a thumbs up and help him and support him. And I love seeing that, that when you're struggling, 
when you're not sure, ask someone for help. And it's okay and it's to okay struggle. To ask for help. So, Veronica, it's okay thank to you struggle. For, for, yeah, it's okay to struggle. So, thank you for taking that like really negative experience <laughs> that I'm still trying to get over all of these years later. <laughs> you're welcome. I mean, we talked about it. I had the same thing in third grade. For me, it wasn't going to the chalkboard, but it was timed uh, worksheets where you had like 30, 30 um, problems and you had to finish them at a time. And, you know, in a certain time. And I was always the last one. I never finished my worksheet. It made me cry several times. And I just remember like how awful that felt. Um, And I was able to like get up to speed with the help of my parents and stuff. But it just, that stanza like immediately brought that memory um, to mind. And my thought was like, what does it look like for a kid to have the support to like, you know, maybe they learn differently or it just takes a little bit longer and that's okay. And to have this community around them. that I love how them. this book just evokes discussion. Every single page talks about something that everyone who's mm-hmm. been to school experiences. Everyone. In so many ways, that was me, school librarian for nine years, being like, okay, uh, this, Brett, this is what I, John Chu Librarian, would talk about. <laughs> but that's so important. I mean, kids need that. I, I don't want to go to our last question because I don't want our conversation to be over. But Veronica, we'll start with you. When someone reads This is a School, what do you hope they feel or learn? I hope they feel warmth. I hope they feel community. I hope they're reminded of the people around them who are um, there to support them and help them learn and help them grow as people. Um, And I hope that, I hope that they know that it's okay to try and learn and fail and make mistakes and know that people will be there to support them. Such an important theme. So important. So important. Ditto to everything Veronica said. (laughs) And and, and I'll I'll add one thing. I I hope that it's a book that not only, let's say a principal is buying a copy for every person on the campus or a librarian is buying a copy for everyone on the campus. I hope that the custodian gets a copy and the school secretary gets a copy and the music teacher and the art teacher and the volunteers because it celebrates everyone on a school campus. So now everyone on a campus is important and I especially love, Veronica, that you put the custodian on the cover because the custodian keeps the school running. The school would not run without that person. And that person is so important. And when I was a child, one of my best friends at the school was the custodian. And I forgot about that until recently. I had a lot of anxiety as a kid when it came to recess because I didn't always feel safe and comfortable at recess. And so someone on the campus, I don't know whom, came up with a plan during fourth grade that I helped the janitor every single day during uh, after lunch. I helped him clean and he was such a a, a person of comfort for me. So I hope that when people love this book that they buy a copy for everyone on the campus. And I hope that classroom communities are inspired to look back at Veronica's illustrations throughout the school year. And like myself, they see something new, something different each time they pour over it and they see and they appreciate all of the little Easter eggs. A big thank you to John and Veronica for joining us today and giving us a look into the creative process for This is a School. Check out the show notes to learn more about John and Veronica and their other fabulous work. Don't forget to follow the podcast so you won't miss an episode and we would love it if you would leave a review. Thanks for listening and happy looking!
Picture Book Look is produced by Kirsty Call and Kim Chafee. Music by James Call. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.